Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. It's Growing in Grace, the Cap and the Breeze Man. Mike Kapler over there and I am Joel Brzezinski. Thank you for joining us here for another edition of Growing in Grace, talking about, uh, well, for the last few weeks, the gospel, the good news, our freedom in Christ, and we're going to kind of expand on some of that a little bit. The question comes up, uh, if we're free, what does that mean? We might talk a little bit about that today, perhaps, or, you know, what have we been freed from? What have we been freed to? Uh, things like that. We'll see where the conversation goes this week. Cap, uh, glad to have you aboard again. Hope you're doing well this week. Well, I, I am, Joel. Thanks. Um, it is good to get together each week like this and just focus on what we consider to be good news. So often people think of the Bible and uh, even the gospel, and, and they don't view it as good news because it's been distorted, it's been diluted with the old covenant of, of legalistic teaching and a lot of misunderstandings out there regarding what this new covenant and the good news really is. So we try to stay focused on on that which is really good news, that which we are now under because of what Christ has done for us. But again, so often when it comes to uh, the Bible and the gospel and, and Christian things, we often have been given the mindset that it's, it's about me and how well I perform because most of us are, are hoping that we are in right standing with God. And, and uh, that, that was something that haunted me for, for many years as a believer, Joel. Where do I really stand with God? It's it's just something that gnawed in the back of your mind, whether you were performing well or we, or you were not. You were just striving toward trying to make sure God was pleased with you. Mm-hmm. Well, the good news is he is pleased with you. He is pleased with you because of what Jesus did, not because of how well you and I are able to live. But uh, last week we talked about the freedom that we have in Christ. And, Joel, I think we want to take this to a, a different plateau here a little bit because, to me, you know, when Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free, and, and there's a lot of talk about freedom uh, under this new covenant, but what is it we're freed from? Well, certainly one of those things that we're freed from, and maybe one of the most important things, is that we've been freed from the law, the Apostle Paul said. And in Galatians chapter 4, Paul was referring to Jesus, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons, as children. That's a big thing that we've been freed up from, the demand of the law, which demanded righteousness, it demanded perfection, but was powerless to provide it. And so that, this is good news. But we've also been freed not just from something, but into something, right? Right. Yeah, we've definitely been free. You know, Paul talks about how, like you said, we had been formally under the law. That was formally the the way of, of life, at least um, from what the perspective Paul was talking about, freed from the law. And, and I like what he says in, in Galatians 5, 1, 2, stand fast in, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Or uh, one version says, I think it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. 
And don't become, you know, and, and you don't let yourselves be in bondage again to that yoke of slavery. And that yoke of slavery, as you say, was the law. And now we've been freed from that old spouse. Both in Romans and Galatians, Paul talks about how we had to die to the law in order to be married to Christ. So if we use that example of a marriage... You know, we formerly were married to our old spouse, uh, Mr. Law. Now we're, we, we've been freed from Mr. Law, and that's a great thing. And now we are in a new relationship. We've been freed to Mr. Grace. We've been married to Jesus Christ himself. And, and we're, as you say, we've been adopted as sons. Uh, that's one way to put it. You know, there's all kinds of ways that the Bible words this new relationship, an adoption as sons or uh, in some places, it calls it a marriage. It, it refers to it as a as a relationship. First Corinthians six seventeen says, "He who is you know, of the Lord is is one spirit with Him. We become one spirit." So it's not as if we've just simply been let go from something, and now we're just out there, just running around, just just wild and reckless. But we have been freed to something we've been freed to someone that's to Jesus Christ himself with the uh you know the father the son the holy spirit being in this uh relationship with us that we no- that we formerly weren't able to have uh because we were were married to Mr. Law and so it's a great thing that we've been set free from Mr. Law and what an even more wonderful thing that we've been freed to something and there is a lot of things in this uh, in this freedom I guess that we can talk about this week. Free to, so what does that mean, Cap? What does that mean that we've been freed to Christ? You know, maybe you got some thoughts on that, and we'll we'll share some more things on that. Yeah, I probably do have some thoughts on that, but let me let me just stop for a second here and think about what you just said. You know, a lot of people, especially those on the outside looking in, if I can use that expression, a lot of people almost view themselves as unbelievers. They almost view themselves as free right now as an unbeliever and if they become a christian they're going to become a slave <laughs> uh-huh. and that's that's the wrong kind of thinking out there and it's probably even uh, prevalent in in uh, many christian circles they just almost feel like a slave a, a servant and we are servants but we'll get into that later but uh, sometimes when people think of servant they think of it as more of a, a slave thing something that they're almost doing uh involuntarily that there's something they don't want to have to do and when I moved from being single into a marriage relationship with my wife, tying this into what you were just talking about, um, my lifestyle, it did change. But it changed in a good way. There, there were new responsibilities. There were, there were just, it, was, it was all different. But it was good. And why was it good? It was good because of love. <laughs> love made it good. And so my lifestyle changed. And I, I moved into something entirely different than what I was before. In my wild single days, Joel, um, which really weren't all that wild, but let's just assume they were for a minute. And then I came into this marriage relationship where everything began to change and everything in our relationship centered around love. And my wife and I, in a certain way, began to serve one another. And so just, just some analogies there, some illustrations on what we're talking about here because we are, we are now we're free you know, a guy that we've referred to before, his name is uh, James Richards, he, he points out that, that Paul was persecuted for preaching this message of the free gospel. And we, I think we mentioned this last week, that a lot of times people are, a free, or are afraid, I'm sorry, afraid that a free gospel will lead to a, a liberal, sinful lifestyle. And there are always going to be those people out there 
people who will take advantage of God, no matter what you're teaching, they are going to go out and do what they want, right or wrong, uh, and, and, and there are those who will just indulge in the flesh and go out and sin and, and so forth. You're never going to be able to get away from that. There are people who will, who will always look for an excuse to go that direction. And Paul faced persecution for his message. In the book of Romans, he'd been accused of encouraging sin. In Galatians, the Judaizers had criticized his message, tried to, to bring the, the believers, uh, the Galatian believers, into a mixture of, of the old and the new covenants. But the point is that no matter what you preach, there are always going to be those people who are looking for an excuse to go out and uh, participate in self-gratification and live in a perverted lifestyle of some sense. But James Richards said, we cannot let the perversion of these people license us to lie. We often talk about, well, you could just giving people a license to sin. Look, perverted people cannot allow us to, to give us a license to lie. We still have to let people know that they are free, that this is a free gospel. Now, Paul did encourage us. Uh, you could even say he warned and cautioned us not to use our liberty for an opportunity for the flesh in, in Galatians chapter 5. He warned people that. And, and so I, I think with that in mind, Joel, we, we need to point out that sin is still bad. It can still cause people a lot of problems uh, and, and destruction. And when you, if you're going to sow sin in this life, you may reap some of its destruction. Paul said, I'm, I'm free to do what I want, but not everything I do is going to be profitable if you're doing the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't want to leave people with the impression that, yes, you can do what you want. You are free. You are no longer under the law. But I just want to encourage you. There are there is still right and wrong out there, and you may reap the results, at least in this life. It can cause so much pain in people's lives. You know, Joel, sin still causes pain in people's lives. Sure Unfortunately, does. a lot of people think it's God causing the pain. Right. And, and he's not the one who's causing the pain. He's not the one who's judging you. It's just uh, there, there is still, a, in my opinion, some truth to uh, the fact that there is, there is some sowing and reaping that takes place in this life when it comes to sin. Yeah, I, th I think it's true. You know, it's it's very true that Christ has forever, once and for all, taken away the punishment of our sins. Uh, God is no longer holding us accountable for our sins. We're never going to uh, receive the wages of sin because Christ already took care of everything. But you're right that even though God's not going to judge us, he's not punishing us, uh, the things that we do definitely can bear some fruit, and uh, if we reap some sinful things, or if we sow to the flesh, uh, we can reap some things to the flesh. That's just true. That's just the way it is. <laughs> you know, God doesn't stop the consequences of sin uh, just because he's not punishing us for it anymore. And to use, you know, the gospel as an opportunity for the flesh, or to use our freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, really is a perversion of the gospel. That's really not what the gospel is. And and I think that most people really get that. But we do like to make that point that we're not saying that, you know, we're free to just go out and do whatever we want. Last week, we did make that statement. We're free to do as we please. And what we mean by that is that this new creation that we've become desires 
to do good, desires to do what is right, desires to love others, to serve others, and we're free to walk in that because that is what this new marriage is, this new marriage in Christ. When we've been freed from the law and married to Mr. Grace, we've been married to Christ, our freedom now is you know, we're free to love Christ. We're free to love other people, to help them, to serve them. You know, serving is not a bad word. It's just, uh, you know, a lot of times a lot of us came out of legalistic mindsets and things when, uh, you know, service was a, a legalistic thing. And But really, in this life in Christ, service to others is a really good thing. We're free to love Christ, and we're free to have intimacy with him. And we're really actually about out of time for this one, Cap. So as we wrap it up, maybe we'll spend more time on this um, and move on to some other things as well next week. Any final thoughts, Cap? Well, and this is why we, we focus so much of our program on our new identity in Christ, realizing who you already have become and being able to grow in that is going to help us to realize that serving isn't a chore. It's, it's not a slave thing. It, it's, it's actually a relationship thing, and it's fun. Yeah, Paul called himself a bondservant of Christ. He willingly gave himself over to his what he called his master, the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's a good thing. And it's a, it's a, it's a freedom that most people in this world I don't think will ever understand uh, until they, they understand the love and the grace that has been lavished on us by our Master, the Lord Jesus Christ. More on this and some other things in the coming weeks here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.